It's Friday, and you know what time that is. It is time for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. I'm Monica Cristopa, your host. And I'm Maria Acevedo, your co-host of our weekly podcast. We're back with another interview with the member of the Blit Memorial High School administrative team, Mr. Brian Lendine. He is the principal of our Bach Academy. Welcome to the program, Brian. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Can you We're tell happy us you're here too? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career with the school district of Beloit? Yeah, yeah. So we'll do a little bit of a, a coming back to school edition, a little uh, summer break edition. Uh, so I was uh, lucky enough here over the summer to uh, to be able to go on vacation with my family, go and uh, stay on a lake. So I was able to swim with my daughter. She takes after me. She gets to. Uh, uh, swim around and be a little fish in the uh, in the lake. Uh, swim, you know, peer to dad, and then just sit in my arms and shiver, you know, because How it's cold lake water. She? She's five. Oh, yep. she's a whole hand. Yeah, like yep. oh, being five—that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and got to fish with my son, or at least uh, um, help with it. I, I nothing fishing. I neither like it nor hate it, <laughs> but my son loves it. So just being able to watch him in his element and then help him through—that was that was fun. My uh, my son's seven. Uh, as well. Yeah. And then there are a few times throughout the summer that my wife and I were able to get away uh, and, you know, go to dinner, go, uh, go out. And so uh, it's fun to just be able to laugh, just, you know, be goofy, stop being parents for a little bit and just laugh with my wife. So that's probably the most fun that we, we were able to have. That's, that's so nice. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about your career with the district? Yeah. So I came to the district. Uh, this is now the beginning of my fifth year. Uh, the four years were spent at McNeil, which uh, couldn't have asked to be at a, a better place with the serving the West Side students and families, community. Um, just a wonderful, uh, wonderful place to grow as a leader, uh, along with the, the uh, just family feel that we have with our staff. Um, and being able to take some risks and and um, see some some good positive changes here over the, these last four years, and of course being able to work with uh, Mrs. Hendricks Nora, Mrs. Michelle Hendricks Nora, um, which uh, uh, so we this year brought a house the house system to our uh, to our school, and so some of us uh, really embodied uh, our houses really well. And, and um, Michelle was the head of the uh, sorry of the Amistad House. Uh, and so, uh, watching her embody, uh, bring her heart every day and, and that, uh, love and care that she had for her students and her staff every day was just an amazing way to, to grow. Um, and you know, just anybody that, uh, uh on social media that has said anything negative about her really just does not know her at all. Uh, and so, uh, so those would not be the, the voices listened to the ones that, that really know her know that she comes with her heart every day for her kids, for her staff. And, uh, and that was just an amazing way to grow as a leader, to, to watch her and work with her. And gosh, I would be surprised that in the, uh, in my lifetime, if we didn't have a, a building or a, a wing or a, a street named after, uh, after Michelle, that'd be, a uh, a disservice to, to all the work that she's done for us. Well, I'd like to share too, Marie and I are in the buildings a lot and I would have to say the same about you. I have seen you interact with students in the hallway. I've seen you interact with them in the office and in the classroom. And I think, um, Thank you for sharing that she's been a true mentor to you, but I, I will say we see that exact same care and enthusiasm out of you. And now you get to bring that to the high school. So yeah. how do you feel about being a principal at the high school level? And um, what has the transition been like from middle school leadership to high school leadership? Yeah, so I'm actually in my uh, beginning of my 18th year as an educator. Um, and so right at that halfway point, if it's, if it's my uh, 35 year career, 
Um, and actually, every other stop along the way, my entire career has been at high school level. So McNeil really? was okay. the odd one. Huh. Uh, so, of course, I came into McNeil those first couple of days uh, with my high school brain. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to you know come into the lunchroom. I'm going to lay down the law for the, for the kids and let them know the expectations. So I'm about you know three bullet points into, you know, now we're going to keep our hands, our feet, our yeah. bodies to ourselves. We're going to you know return our trace. And uh, a fourth grade uh, boy just walks right up to me, gets, gets right in front of me and just wraps his arms around me and gives me the biggest hug and I just oh. I crumbled in that moment my, my high school background went out the window and, and all you could do is laugh so this will be a little bit of a homecoming for me I'll get to uh, get back more to my roots more what I'm comfortable with with some of the uh, the older kids so I'm excited to see that I'm excited to uh, jump in with uh, one of my big loves is uh, data and growth mm. and so um, I'm excited to, to jump in and see hey where are we at and, and get together with the, the team I hear I have one uh, wonderful group of, uh, of teachers. I'll be working with a wonderful box staff. Uh, so I'm excited to, to be jumping in with them and, and uh, figuring out what direction do we want to go and, and how do we want to grow together as a team. Um, I'm really also excited. Uh, the admin team, uh, we've been together here for a little bit and our personalities just mesh so well. Uh, and, and so, uh, we, we get to, to giggling with one another quite a bit, uh, as well as then, um, supporting each other, complimenting each other with our skills, skill sets as well. What I like about high school students, and we've interviewed a number of them on the podcast, we've worked with them, Marie and I go and help them prepare for competitions that involve presentations. They are as honest as they come. Yeah. And what I think is great, if they see you laughing and enjoying your work, um, they're going to feel that too. Yeah. So yeah. can you share with us what Bach stands for? And then um, just some other things you're looking forward to as a community of educators and leaders in the building for Bach. Yeah. So Bach is our business arts communication hospitality uh, academy. So, um, so, one of the big things that I really love about the uh, the academy model is that uh, it uh, uh, it gives us the opportunity to make a bigger school feel small, right? Mm. So we uh, break up into the four academies: uh, Bach, Hess, Packneys, and the Freshman Academy. And so the fourteen to fifteen hundred kids that we have then get broken down into you know a few hundred that then have one administrator, uh, one counselor, one social worker, and then their their uh, pathway of teachers. So we can get that. Family Family home feel that uh, that uh, we uh, grew to love at uh, McNeil and uh, and have that same thing here at the high school um, and then as well one of the other big uh, um, positives to the academy system is that a lot of the pathways and we're developing more um, have certifications at the end of those uh, pathways where a student that finishes uh, through a particular career pathway uh, can earn a certificate that would uh, uh, signify that they had um, done schooling or some sort of trade work beyond then the uh, the secondary uh, year. So uh, maybe coming out with a, a two-year or a one-year um, apprenticeship certification then after high school or as they come out of high school. Uh, so those big uh, boons there um, are definitely exciting for me to, to uh, be stepping into. I saw uh, Rockford bring the academy system to them uh, years ago when I was in RPS 205. Um, and so I'm excited to jump in and, and see, you know, where are we here at Beloit and then, you know, what direction can we go from there? That's awesome to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and us being in the marketing communications department, we understand and appreciate the importance of clear, frequent communications. Can you share with us how you communicate with students, families, with staff even? Yeah, hopefully well. 
uh, <laughs> would be the, the short answer. Um, so, you know, and, and uh, of course, in any way uh, that we possibly can, whatever it takes to uh, to communicate with them. So whether that's, you know, in person or phone or text or whatever. But um, one of the big things there that, that I've recognized across my career is uh, um, the change in my communication since uh, since becoming a parent. Where uh, mm. as an early teacher, 22, 23, 24, I had, you know, colleagues and, and uh, supervisors, I'd say, you know, you know, try to you know, look through the lens of uh, what the parents going through, what the kids going through uh, as you guys are dealing with them. And, you know, being a 22, 23 year old, I was like, you know, I'm not an idiot. You know, I can probably put myself <laughs> in their their shoes. And then now sitting on the other side, I was an idiot at <laughs> 22, 23, 24, just didn't know. Uh, and so uh, so now, you know, I get to uh, sit across the table and think, all right, what, what would I do if this were my son? What would I do if I were receiving this information on the other side? And it just gives me a little bit better perspective than to, uh, to say, Hey, you know what? Everybody has, uh, you know, uh, comes across uh, events like this. Now, what are we going to do to learn and move forward and take much more of that coaching role and, and that uh, teammate role rather than a, you know, directive type role. That's a great perspective. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, can you also share with us something um, about our students in our district that maybe our listeners don't know? Oh, uh, I would hope that all of our listeners know that they're amazing. I hmm. absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so just the other uh, week, my, my son just started taking uh, karate uh, classes. So he's just a couple of, uh, of um, classes in. And in his dojo, uh, there's a young lady that happened to have been my uh, student at McNeil, one of our uh, sixth graders, now it's going to be seventh grade, who is going for a black belt. She'll be uh, testing for a black belt here this fall. And, uh, and so my son, you know, shows up on, on his first couple of days knowing absolutely nothing. And she just didn't think anything of just stepping away from her training to help him mm. learn the ropes. You know, th- this is when we do this and Hey, you've got to wait for, you know, for that. And, uh, just showing that care. And that's just very indicative of, of our kids, you know, all of our events that we had at, at McNeil, uh, we would have high school students, uh, come back and, uh, run the events or, um, or, paint faces or sing karaoke <laughs> with our kids, play basketball uh, with our kids, whatever uh, they could do to just give back. And that's, again, that's just our Beloit community. Just uh, our kids are amazing. They're wonderful. They support one another and it doesn't matter who they're interacting with. If it's my kid that this girl had no idea that as my kid, just this was a new new kid or whether it's uh, kids in the, the school that they had come from, they're just going to be good people and do their best. You know, Brian, now you've shared that as a perspective from a parent mm-hmm. and you've shared that as a perspective from um, an educator and then certainly an administrative leader. So um, thank you. And I would agree with you. That's what I've seen in the buildings. Yes. And they they read, our high school students come back and read at all the elementaries and you said interacting and um, they're just really good um, students and are doing good work within and, our district and just good humans, you know. Thank you. Yeah. I would agree. So I liked we we like to ask this question. <laughs> what is one question you wished mm-hmm. we had asked you today, and what would be your answer? <laughs> so uh, one of the things, as now uh, we uh, have headed into the the school year, one of the things that we're very proud of uh, is all of the work that we had done over the summer to to. Um, keep the communication and relationships uh, open with our students and, and families. So uh, being able to uh, host a movie night uh, over the summer, host a, um, a 
back to school uh, barbecue day where we, uh, um, unfortunately, because of the weather, had to go inside, but got to open the pool up and yes. uh, and have uh, all sorts of backyard games uh, going in our field house and, and feed our kids uh, and families. Uh, being able to have our um, tailgate with the uh, first uh, football game. That was a huge success. <laughs> um, and being able to uh, to get together with uh, the staff and the kids to be able to kick off that uh, season. Um, being able to uh, have our door knocking campaign um, and reach out to our families and uh, and um, let them know that we're, we uh, take their attendance uh, very seriously and we just want nothing more than to see them uh, come back. Uh, being able to, to um, help host our uh, back to school night in a little bit of a different way to, to have a little bit more fun. That's one of the things here uh, with our uh, admin team. I'd mentioned how blessed we are to have a great admin team. Uh, every event that we're planning, we, we always ask the question, now, how do we make this more fun? Mm. And so, you know, how do we, you know, give it more of a block party feel, more of a party feel, you know, and how can we incorporate uh, food and music and games in a way that we just haven't before? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So the next two questions, our listeners know they're coming. Um, can you so share? You, do you know they're coming? We'll find out uh, if you're a listener. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> can you share with us a teacher or teachers who have made a positive influence in your life? Yeah. All right. So, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, because I mean, where do you go? I've had so many wonderful teachers growing up as a student, um, and uh, that have you know shaped my life and and who I am as an educator, and also all of the educators I've worked with since becoming a, an educator. So um, I guess uh, the voice I would want to um, elevate in this would be uh, a Beloit teacher that I got to work with at uh, at McNeil, um, Mrs. Uh, Jen Murray. So like I said before, mm-hmm. we brought the uh, the house system. To uh, to McNeil and and we allowed the uh, staff members to uh, choose their houses uh, and uh, so some of us just funny enough seem to really embody the spirit of of our houses particularly well and and Jen Murray was the leader of uh, House Isabindi the House of Courage uh, and just embodied that to to the highest level so um, you know courage in in her leadership in the classroom uh, and possibly impacting her students. Um, you know, and uh, holding that balance with uh, high creativity, high support, high passion, but also then balance with high rigor, high expectation, high structure. Um, she had that uh, uh, same courage in her leadership. She is the head of our PBIS team, so helped in bringing PBS. The, what is that? Oh, PBIS, our positive behavior intervention sports uh, team. Yep, and uh, so she uh, was a major uh, part of bringing the the house system over through that team, um, and the courage in looking, you know, getting together with the team and looking at our data and saying, all right, what are we going to adjust to, to positively impact our kiddos? Um, and, uh, and so, and then positive, uh, um, courage uh, and leadership in presenting professional development to her um, fellow staff on uh, best practices for, you know, uh, possibly impacting their students. Uh, and so that's, you know, that kind of first big half is just uh, uh, who she is and, and being kind of the protagonist of the story of bringing houses to uh, to McNeil through, uh, through my eyes anyway. Uh, but the second part of that is uh, I have never had more fun than, uh, a, you know, to, to have that 
narrative fully play out being her foil, being in sometimes the the heel uh, in that story. <laughs> so uh, being able to bring out the the side I'm house altries, my house of givers, and uh, unofficially the house of winning. And so <laughs> he just slid that in. Yeah, there. just that's super. <laughs> and so that's that was the the fun I had all year where we wouldn't have even uh, finished coming up with the co- what the competition was, and I would just very straight face be able to sh- just slide in. So okay, I understand. Um, once we've won, once Altrismo's won, this is what we're going to get. But, you know, let's think about the second and third and fourth place, you know, teams over here. And Jen was just absolutely perfect in in maintaining the high moral ground and uh, uh, every now and again, yet uh, rolling her eyes at, uh, at just how brazen I would get with it. But that that friendly friendly uh, rivalry we were able to, to bring up really helped with, um, I think, uh, the houses catching fire and, and just uh, immediately jumping into the culture, just being able to, to see the the story that we all know, the, you know, the good guy and the, the heel play out in front of us. We, you know, could just jump into that script super quick, super easy. Well, Marie and I interviewed Jason Canole, who is a coordinator for the social studies curriculum, and he kind of flipped that question on us. So I'm going to ask you a question. He said to me, yep, there's lots of teachers and educators that made an impact, but I'd like to talk about a student as well. Mm-hmm. I did not mention that student's name, but is there a student in your teaching career or most recently as a principal that you say, you know what, that student really gave me a different perspective or um, hmm, maybe think about things a little differently. And I really, really appreciate that. And there may be many. I just yeah yeah, to and like you say, for for as many um, wonderful teachers and uh, that I've worked with and uh, uh, that I had as a, a student, um, there are more students that uh, that ended up teaching uh, us a little bit uh, uh, more than what we probably would have mm-hmm. uh, expected uh, come through. But um, you know, I would uh, um, I would probably point back to I had a. a student back in uh, um, one of my stops along the way, a uh, young lady um, at uh, Huntley, a uh, young lady named Caitlin, uh, who had taken uh, my uh, um, physics courses probably, I think in her entire career, I ended up taking three years with me uh, uh, huh. of sciences. And uh, um, she was a young lady that uh, um, no matter what was uh, what was going on, um, she not only had an eye on what she was doing, but also uh, had an eye on what the rest of the class was doing. So I had a mm-hmm. tendency to um, to do a very team-like structure. Um, right away at the beginning of the year, uh, we would start taking a look at data or start setting goals together and say, all right, hey, if you know, two weeks from now when we take our first test, how are we going to structure our classroom so that everybody in this classroom has 100%? And, you know, what would mm-hmm. that take? And then keep iterating, you know, take a look at the data at the end of that test. All right, hey, we weren't quite there, but what would we do to, you know, make this a better uh, system? And she just, she immediately got it. And so she was my set of eyes that, um, when I say she'd keep an eye on what she's doing, but also others, she is my set of eyes that would say, you know, I think this system's running really well, but I think I would adjust this system. Um, mm. And she would, you know, have the courage to have that conversation with her 
classmates, hey, we're a team, we're trying to get this to, to work. So, you know, we're going to need you to, you know, X, Y, and Z, or, hey, how can I help you with, with this? And so um, nothing uh, uh, made my heart warmer than mm. uh, a couple of years back uh, then I got an email out of the blue uh, that from uh, Caitlin that said, you know, thank you for, for um, you know, the classes and, and the structures that you built up. And please, you know, take a look at my signature line. And she is uh, a teacher, a physics teacher now mm. uh, down the Chicago area. She's like, you oh. know, thank you so much. And this is, you know, that was a big part of why I chose that. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that. Um, one more thing. Could you recommend a book everyone should read? So we're actually compiling a list of all the recommendations. We're going to buy all these books and do a big giveaway. So. Okay. All right. So this and is Maria, the- we better start setting a date for that because we've been <laughs> saying this since um, the start of our podcast. Back so in December of last year. We're, we're coming back with a date. Get ready, listeners. We will have that date for that drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a little bit of an oldie, not terribly old, but, uh, you know, 2017. Um, so uh, a book I'd recommend reading is uh, The Captain's Class, a, uh, a New Theory of Leadership by Sam Walker. Um, and it's a, a book that I like for a particular reason. Um, there are some pieces of it that I, I, I actually don't agree with, and there are some pieces of it that, that I'm not in love with. But uh, I like this book in the same way that I like uh, Malcolm Gladwell's stuff, Tim Harford's stuff, uh, Michael Lewis, um, the uh, Freakonomics guy, uh, Stephen Dubner, Stephen Levitt. Um, I like books that help me to think in a little different way. You Mm. take a look at something that we all know, think about it in a little bit different way. And then what can we learn from that, that changed perspective, that changed uh, lens. Uh, So this is a book about uh, big dynasties and sports uh, through the years. And I'm trying to look at what, what is it that all of those dynasties have in common, you know, throwing out then, um, you know, discarding the idea that maybe it's that, that coach, the Vince Lombardi effect, maybe Mm. it's that one star player, the, the Michael Jordan effect. Maybe it's having a huge budget, the, you know, um, Yankees effect, which of course, you know, these teams were great and all, but what he comes to is saying, no, it's the, uh, the leadership that's on field, the, the yeah. captains that, that set aside the, the true dynasties from, uh, from the others. So, um, like I said, um, I think it's a, a great read to just shift uh, a mindset and people that are in leadership to think about, all right, where really um, do we want the the voice coming from and how do we, you know, set up our system so that the right people have the right voice to really get um, the, the growth, the change, the, the positive impact that we're looking for. Well, thank you, Brian. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we conclude our podcast for today? Uh, just thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, um, and uh, I look forward to the, to the school year. Great. And also it goes by pretty fast. 20 minutes just flies. So we're glad you were here today to share some information about Bach Academy, your leadership, Bullitt Memorial High School and our students. So Marie and I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight.